Wellness with Claire McKenna. With Benelin non-drowsy chesty coughs. Gets to work fast. Always read the label. Ask your pharmacist for advice. Well, it's time for a weekly look into the world of wellness. Claire McKenna, presenter of Alive and Kicking, is back this week to discuss why the modern world is bad for us. Claire, tell us all. I decided we'd go to eat Anton. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> What's it all about? And look, I hate the word should when it comes to health and wellness and we should be doing this and we should be doing that and we should be on our phones less, but... Nonetheless, that's what I'm going to be talking about because we're multitasking more than ever before. So years ago, we would have had to get somebody else to book our tickets. We go to a travel agent, for example, talk through all the different holidays, have a little chat about it. Now we're kind of surfing the web for the best flights, the best deals. And like, that's just one example. So I often will go into my phone to do one thing and end up doing three or four more, forget why I went there in the first place. And you just get dragged in and distracted the whole time. But while we might be thinking that this busy mind is amazing, it's actually doing us a bit of a disservice. Is it doing us any harm? Unfortunately, yes. I mean, much as our smartphones are now more powerful than an advanced computer would have been 30 years ago, the effects of this multitasking on our brain include stress, for example, because you do get that feeling of, oh my God, I've got this to do. Oh my God, I forgot that to do. Oh my God. And you get bogged down, especially when you see the news. I mean, I I was going in this morning for a little flick. I was seeing a video, very tough to watch, of the bridge in India being um, collapsing over there. I mean, how these kind of things can make it into your psyche while you're having your, your cereal is, is a whole other world. So we're releasing that um stress hormone and that's affecting our adrenal glands. So that's that's not a good thing. We've lost focus because our brains have this novelty factor to them. So they're always going to look for what's shiny and there is something shiny about a text message. There is something shiny about looking at all these pictures on Instagram. There is a kind of a joy hit and there was a really interesting um experiment with rats. So sorry to the people who are, um, you know, lovers of animals. It's 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 perhaps not very nice. But these two uh, guys, Peter Milner and James Old, both neuroscientists, placed a small electrode in the brains of rats. And when the rats hit the bar, they got the same release of chemicals that we get when we look at our phone, that kind of burst. It's like an opioid. It's, a, it's got a longer Latin name, but it, it's a type of a, an opioid. And once they started learning to press that bar, they chose it over everything else. They chose it over reproducing, they chose it over sleeping and they chose it over eating. And I think modern people can attest to that. that, that so the rats starved to death in loneliness, pushing this little button yeah. to get a hit. Yeah. Isn't that, in, isn't that crazy? Now, look, we're not exactly the same as rats. Obviously, we've got, you know, jobs to go to and, you know, people to feed and, and other things like that going on in our lives. But it is such a distraction and it's sucking us away from our from our everyday. But it's the flip side of the rat experiment, not that they may have died lonely, sexless and starving, but they were happy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Is that not the same with the mobile phone? <laughs> it, is the little dopamine release not nice though? Well, apparently it leaves us exhausted because we're asking the brain to shift from one activity to another. So that's all about our prefrontal cortex and it's making it work 
much harder. So we're actually burning through more glucose than we need to. And we're making more decisions, micro decisions, though they might be. You get a text message, you're like, will I answer it? What will I say? Which emoji will I use? I mean, these are all more than we would ever have had to do a hundred years ago. So all of that just depletes the brain and that's what leaves us exhausted. Like there's times at the end of the day where I can feel my phone is draining me and yet I'm like the rat. I just keep like pressing the button, pressing the bar, pressing the bar, pressing the bar. Something else I thought was really interesting is that when we look at our phones, it makes it harder to retain information because we're not putting it in the correct part of the brain. So I don't know if you notice it, but when I would have been working a lot in TV and when you're sent briefs and scripts and things like that, if I didn't print them, I couldn't take in the information. If I was just glancing through it on my phone, I think I'm taking it in. And then the next day I'd be sitting in front of the person. I'd be like, I don't really remember <laughs> any <you> of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, lucky you're very spoon fed with such a, a lovely production team everywhere you go. But that is actually proven by a neuroscientist in Stanford called Russ Poldrack. And he was looking at people, if students, for example, studied and watched TV at the same time, the information from their schoolwork was going into a part part of the brain for storing new procedures and skills, not facts and ideas. So that's what's happening to us all the time. So we're overworking our brain because of that. We're feeling exhausted and we're not really learning anything. I've even found I might see something on Instagram and go, oh, that looks like an interesting play. That could make a good date night. But by the time I flicked on to four stories, I can't remember what that date night idea I had was or what that TV programme I wanted to watch or anything because we're not really actually storing it. And you end up getting distracted equally from that which is important where you see a thing where you say oh I better go back to that that's work related that's a, and suddenly two other things get in the way and two days later you get that call about that deadline that you've missed and you think oh how did I let that happen. So what's best practice then? What What is it that we should be doing? I know there's that horrible should word again but look if you want to help yourself in all of this because look let's face it they're a part of our lives I conduct my whole life out of that phone. Well, this is the thing. People say, why are you on your phone all the time? It's because all of the world's information is available to me through it. What else would I be looking at? But everything from keeping in touch with my friends, my husband, the world, news, podcasts, uh, my work. Family uh, pictures. The kids. Social media. All the music. The, all the school stuff, stuff that you have to do for them, all the extracurricular activities. That's all through your phone. So but we're not getting Buzz away Kill from Claire it. what Claire is telling us is we're not allowed. Here's how you do it properly. You have to manage it a little bit. So you can try setting yourself a schedule. Now, obviously, if you're working nine to five, you're going to be on looking at your emails or whatever. No one's suggesting that, you know, you sort of say, look, sorry, I've got to go to a a hill and, and, and live in a tent. Like that's not going to work. But you do set yourself a schedule. So this is my time for uploading content. This is my time for looking at email. This is my time for just scrolling through and wasting my time. And then you just enjoy that time when it is. And the rest of the time, you just leave it off. And so you have an actual schedule rather than it all just rolling in together. But then what you end up doing is having to actually pay attention to the people who otherwise you can sort of be in the room with, but you've got other stuff that you can read. No, but that that is really important. Like we're not present anywhere, are we? So even when you're going, what would have been downtime, like going for a walk on the beach or, you know, even going to the beach on, the, on an afternoon, people are like scrolling through their phones. So we're never really getting downtime. I've watched programs I love 
and gone, oh, I don't know what happened in that cliffhanger moment because I'm I'm on social media. Like, what is that about? Why can't we just stay focused on one thing at once? So are you saying we create a schedule wherein we put the phone away at a certain point or we create a schedule where certain apps are not to be used or certain activities are not to be done? Yeah, so you schedule your time for how you're going to use your phone and when you're going to use it to the best of your ability. Get it out of your room. That's something I have done. I don't schedule my phone use, like full hands up. I don't do that. But I do. I did get it out of my bedroom a few years ago and it really changed things. I got a, an alarm clock so that I wasn't reliant on it for that and it's gone. So it's not the thing you see last at night and first thing in the morning. You put all your apps into a folder. So you've got your social media folder. You've got your, I don't know, communication folder with your WhatsApp, whatever. So you're not seeing that every single time. Turn off as many push notifications as you can because that's what sucks you in. You're like, oh, I must check that. I don't even have notifications on for WhatsApp. So if you WhatsApp me, I mean, look, chances are I go into it every 15 minutes. It's going to be okay. (laughs) But you're not getting sucked in. You're still kind of doing it on your own times. And check this out. This was something that was suggested turning your colour to grayscale. You go into the accessibility area of your settings and it just makes it so much less attractive. Everything is in black and white. No, it's it's actually horrible, isn't it? It's joyless. It's so joyless. And dull. But it does suck you in a little bit less. I don't think I can continue. I did it earlier this morning and even on the way in, I was trying to send on a few things and it just... But it, it would pull you in less. Should you have a usage target? Because the it has a notification on the iPhone where it goes bing like it's a text message and you look at it and it says, congratulations, you've spent 26 of the last 24 hours on your phone. Should you have a target number for that? I don't like those. I mean, that is another suggestion that you get those apps that give you an idea or say you've already been an hour on Instagram. I mean... That makes you feel bad about yourself. I'm not mad about them. But something else that's suggested is that you, if you have a smart speaker like an Alexa, use that for Googling, for, you know, doing things so you're not going into your phone. And I mean, if you want to stay accountable, if you want to set yourself a target, that'll help you. But I hate that text message that comes down that says you're, you're, you were down this week or up this week when you see the average of four hours a day. I mean, does that include podcasts? Because that's a good 45 minutes. Oh, it probably does. And most of it is work. 95% of it has to be work. And an extremely highbrow. And am I allowed to point out the fact that even in this interview, you did bring your phone in with you? To show you the grayscale. Oh, is that what it was? That that makes total sense. Yeah, and we're taking a photo for social media. (laughs) (laughs) Claire McKenna, thank you very much. That is Claire McKenna, host of Alive and Kicking. Wellness with Claire McKenna. With Benelin non-drowsy chesty coughs. Gets to work fast. Always read the label. Ask your pharmacist for advice.